Are you looking for entertainment for a fundraiser, outreach, youth night, date night, or for a conference? Does your team need a way to improve team camaraderie, confidence, and communication? Well, look at Wellverse Comedy for a show, performance, or a workshop. Wellverse Comedy is Chicago's clean comedy team, and we're ready to serve you, your audience, or your organization. We've headlined our own shows at the Second City at Gutty's Comedy Club in Indianapolis and started our own TV show called His Line, and we've raised over $5,000 for charity in just the last two years. We are now booking for your back-to-school bash, fundraiser, and even your holiday parties. Contact us today and let's see how a night of high-energy, clean, original, family-friendly comedy can make your next event memorable for all the right reasons. Connect with us on social media at WellversedCMDY. That's at WellversedCMDY. Or online at WellversedComedy.com. WellversedComedy.com. For booking information, email us improv at WellversedComedy.com. Welcome to the Gifts for Glory podcast, where we celebrate and promote men and women using their gifts for God's glory. Know someone who is making an impact for God's kingdom using their gifts, talents, and passions? We'd love to meet them. Send us an email at podcast at giftsforglory.com. That's podcast at gifts, the number four, glory.com. And now here is our host, Dave Ebert. Hello, friends and neighbors, and welcome to the latest edition of the Gifts for Glory podcast. Uh, thanks so much for tuning in, whether you're watching live on Facebook or YouTube, or you're catching us on Rumble.com or on the Creative Motion Network. Wherever you happen to be, we thank you for joining us uh, uh, on the show. Really excited to uh, share our guest, and uh, I'll just really dive into his testimony, his story. Uh, he's doing a lot of great things for the kingdom, and really just excited to share that uh, coming up. Uh, first, I want to remind you that uh, as we are broadcasting live on Monday night, uh, we're getting ready for our Love to Laugh event. Uh, so it's uh, uh, coming up this Saturday in uh, St. Charles, Illinois, uh, starring Wellverse Comedy. Uh, it's just going to, uh, it's a date night on a Saturday night, clean comedy, uh, uh, husbands and wives, girlfriend, boyfriend, and or engaged couples. Come on out and we're going to celebrate what makes men and women different, what makes us alike, and what makes com- uh, makes us uh, uh, makes love so silly sometimes. So uh, you can get your tickets at uh, lovetolaughcomedy.eventbrite.com. That's uh, lovetolaughcomedy.eventbrite.com. And that's starring uh, Wolverine's Comedy, which is our improv ministry team. Uh, if you can't make it to St. Charles, but you uh, would like to host a comedy event, uh, get in contact with us, improv at wellversedcomedy.com, improv at wellversedcomedy.com. And we'd love to talk to you about scheduling your own comedy show uh, for a fundraiser, for volunteer appreciation, or for an outreach just to bring the community back to church because uh, church attendance has really uh, kind of suffered since uh, the, the pandemic. And if you're trying to get people back into the building, we'd love to be a part of the solution to just uh, bring people together in and celebrate the gift of, of laughter. Uh, it's truly a gift from God. So uh, this Saturday, love to laugh comedy.eventbrite.com or invite us to your uh, church, your ministry, or uh, your next event. Uh, invite us at improv at wellversecomedy.com. So let's dive into our devotions with Dave segment tonight. Our devotions with Dave segment is uh, coming out of the uh, uh, book of Matthew. Uh, and uh, given what we, we've seen lately, and especially uh, what we saw 
uh, at the Grammys this weekend. It, it just brings to mind that uh, we are very, very close, uh, whether it's five months, five years, five decades. I'm not sure. You know, no one knows, not even the Son of Man knows when Jesus is coming back. But it's pretty clear that uh, we're getting close to those times. You, you see the, the open devil worship on the Grammys uh, with that musical performance, uh, if you want to call it music. Uh, so I just want to uh, just kind of this, you know, just reminder that Jesus told us that these times would come. Uh, Matthew 24, 37 to 39, uh, when the Son of Man returns, it will be like it was in, the, in Noah's day. In those days before the flood, people were enjoying banquets and parties and weddings right up to the time Noah entered his boat. People didn't realize what was going to happen until the flood came and swept them all away. That is the way it will be when the Son of Man comes. So when Jesus returns, it's going to be like the days of Noah. And we can already see, for those of us that ascribe to a biblical worldview, we see that the symbol of the Noahic covenant has been used to symbolize much of what caused the flood in the first place, almost as a taunt to God. So again, it's going to, like Jesus warned us and and foretold, it's going to be like the days of Noah. So uh, it's time for us to get as many on board the boat as we can and uh, uh, be ready for those final days. So I just want to encourage you. Jesus knew about it. Jesus said, uh, fear not because he's overcome the world. And uh, we can uh, uh, ride on his coattails literally as he's already won the victory. But what we're seeing, it was, is no surprise to God and it shouldn't be a surprise to us. Uh, we should just know that it's time to get people on the life raft, and that life raft is called Jesus Christ. So that is our Devotions with Dave segment for tonight, uh, coming again from uh, the book of Matthew, uh, chapter 24, verses 37 to 39. And uh, uh, thank you for, for joining us. Now our, our guest is uh, James Alford. Uh, he is a leader. He's an author. He's a filmmaker. Uh, he's doing a lot of great things uh, for the kingdom using uh, storytelling. Uh, that and Jesus was a storyteller, and that's how he, he uh, shared many of his principles is through stories, through parables. And uh, so we're really honored to have our guest this time. I want to share a a trailer for a project that that he uh, produced, uh, Light in the Darkness. You can find more about it on his website, jamesalfred.com. Uh, here is the trailer, and then we'll be with our guest in just a moment. Satan is a very crafty adversary. America doesn't believe it's this deep. We're called to spiritual warfare. And that's one of the things that uh, you don't see in the lives of many Christians. How in the world did seminaries pump out preachers who can't cast out demons? All right, and we are now joined uh, by our guest at this time, James Alford. James, welcome to Gifts for Glory. How are you tonight? Oh, I'm doing well. Thank you so much for having me. I'm excited to be on here tonight. I'm glad to have you. Really excited about all the things that you're doing. Uh, you know, I was looking at the website. Uh, you've got two. You've got your personal site, uh, jamesalford.org. And I, I misquoted, I called .com a moment ago, but uh, yeah. jamesalford.org. And then uh, you've got uh, the uh, kingdomauthorityfilms.com uh, as well for the different films. And in browsing the two sites, I came across that that trailer and, you know, just the, the power the, of uh, the gentleman that spoke there towards the end. 
how do we have seminaries producing preachers that don't know how to cast out demons? It, you know, the the demonic didn't end with the Book of Revelation. The right. the uh, I mean, the demonic, the good, the power of Christ. The both sides of the coin are still full in effect and are getting more and more ramped up as we get closer to Christ's return. So to think that we don't need to drive out demons that we shouldn't cast out demons seems like very foolish and very naive and it's just a powerful statement at the end of that trailer you know i've, I've run into a lot of people who um you know they want to debate the word of god and stuff like that and, and many times they'll say well i didn't see jesus do it um but this actually uh deliverance is one of the things you do see jesus doing so it does interest me um that that people who profess to be followers of christ and are equipping and training people to follow Christ and to be like Christ uh, would not teach them all that Christ did uh, right. and, and get them to understand that, look, these gifts, this power, this authority that was in Christ was also conveyed to us as children of God. Even Jesus told his disciples when they were struggling with casting out evil spirits, he didn't say, this is only for me, I'm Christ. He said, you're not, you're not walking in it because of your faith. And I think that's what we're seeing a lot today is people just don't have the faith uh, to be able to contend um, with evil spirits like they should be able to. Yeah, absolutely. And one of the things that, that sticks out to me is I recently heard a, a, a teaching on the um, uh, the crippled man that, uh, who was at the, the pool of Bethsaida. And, and he was trying to get into the water because if the water stirred, you're supposed to be healed, blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. When Jesus approached him, he said, "Do you want to be healed?" Right. It, it wasn't about. It wasn't just Jesus touched him and healed him. He was asking, "Do you want the accountability of being healed? And now you no longer have an excuse. You right. now have a life to, that you need to live." Right. And I think that many of the you know the same principles apply to why we don't dive into the spiritual world because if we know about it, if we learn about it, if we teach about it, now we're accountable to act in it, and it's almost like we're afraid of that accountability or afraid of, of, uh, of what might happen if we actually go against the demons instead of pretending that they don't exist. Yeah. Um, you know, interested in that story you're referring to, he said, um, he was waiting, he was waiting. He said he had no one to put him in the water. So he was sitting there relying on a man to get him to the place where he could receive supernatural healing. And of course, Jesus just looked at him and said, you know, pick up your bed and walk. Um, I think a lot of times, we limit ourselves to what is possible through man. Um, even within the confines of the church, all of our the building and developing and doing with the church still relies on the power of man, not realizing that Christ has given us the ability to go beyond what man can do. And I think that's the core of the issue that we're seeing. Yeah, absolutely. And everything that Jesus did, we can do. Even Jesus said that you would do greater things than me, not mm-hmm. necessarily greater in the might and power and authority that he performed, but in the number and in the reach, because he worked in about a hundred square miles in in his three years of active ministry. Right. We have an entire globe. And I think it's really cool. Jesus said that you'll go to the ends of the earth, knowing full well that the earth was round and there is no end to a circular sphere. Right. Right. Yeah. You know, it it goes back to the argument of people saying, well, I didn't see Jesus. I saw somebody on social media saying, well, I, I never saw Jesus, you know, do a particular thing. And I said, well, that doesn't mean that, you know, we, we can't do that as Christians. Um, and a lot of people think that Jesus was the beginning and the end 
of supernatural power and the works of supernatural power, not realizing that, of course, that he said he was going to send us a teacher uh, through the Holy Spirit um, that was going to give us, you know, a continued growth spiritually. Uh, and then all these gifts and authorities and stuff that he had, he gave to us so that we may go out and, and occupy uh, until he returns. And, and, and so I tell people, you know, you didn't see Jesus driving a car either. You didn't see Jesus with a microphone in his hand. There's a lot of stuff you didn't see Jesus doing right. that we're doing that God has given us to be if you didn't see Jesus on a television program. But I guarantee you God wants us broadcasting and reaching souls around the world. Um, and so I, I think uh, once again, man tries to operate within his own rationale, his own wisdom um, versus allowing the spirit of God um, to guide and direct him um, into what God is doing in this season, in this time to glorify Christ before his return. Absolutely. So, James, tell us a little bit about uh, Kingdom Authority Films and the different projects that, that you all are uh, part of and doing, uh, starting with uh, the one we just uh, saw the trailer for, uh, The Darkness and the Light. Okay. Yeah. Um, you know, I've been doing uh, minute, you know, television ministry um, for many, many years. I actually started off as interested in another Lord. Uh, was dealing with me a little while ago, and he showed me. I did a, I did like a little four or five minute clip, maybe almost 20 years ago when I put it on YouTube and it was a documentary style. I didn't realize, I didn't know what a documentary was at that time, 20 years ago, but it was like a documentary style clip and it was exposing uh, darkness and it was bringing people to the light. Mm -hmm. uh, and, but it took many, many years for me to understand that God wanted me to use me in that capacity. And so uh, from there, a couple of years later, I launched a Christian teaching program. And so I went on the radio, went on television, um, teaching Christian programs. And it became really expensive uh, to stay on the air. I mean, because with a lot of Christian TV uh, channels, unfortunately, um, you have to pay a very, very high uh, cost uh, to go on air and to remain on air. And so mm -hmm. that's why you see, unfortunately, a lot of Christian programs on regular television asking for money all the time is because they're trying to gather enough. You know, I had I had to go on there to understand that they're trying to get enough money to be able to stay on the air and continue their ministry. Um, and so, you know, God dealt with me with all these things, but he also dealt with me uh, about the dynamic he wanted me to broadcast and how he wanted to use me, um, you know, to to, you know, for his will to be established uh, through the gifts he's, he's placed in me. Um, he dealt with me a lot about spiritual warfare. He dealt with me a lot. I had a lot of different, and I know we don't have enough time to go through everything God has dealt with me and shown me or whatever, but um, he took me back to that first um, little small little clip I did many years ago and placed on YouTube, probably when people weren't even really looking at YouTube. Mm -hmm. uh, it, it probably got like 10 views or something like that. Uh, but he took me back to that and, and, and revealed to me that this is what he wanted me to do. He wanted me to, to expose darkness and then reveal the light, meaning, meaning that I expose wickedness, but also give an answer to the wickedness, which is the light, which is Jesus Christ. And so that brought me all the way up to, I got to a place where I got tired of doing regular television broadcasting, regular television teachings, because I wasn't one to really press people for a lot of money on TV. I was more interested in getting the word out rather than getting you to you know send me some money. Mm -hmm. uh, and so it was very hard for me to stay on air unless I had other ways to fund the programming because I wasn't asking people who are watching to send in money. So um, the Lord began to deal with me about documentaries and broadcasting. 
um, using documentaries and broadcasting and being able to get the word out and the message out. And he, he gave me Spiritual Warfare. That was the first documentary he gave me. Um, and I began to call people because, of course, with documentaries, you have to have people to speak who have a, a broad knowledge on the subject that you're trying to uh, uh, speak about in a documentary. And so the first person that came to my mind was Derek Prince. Um, and so I didn't know Derek Prince. You know, they didn't know who I was. And I just picked yeah. up the phone one day and I literally called their headquarters. Hmm. You know, they're worldwide, even though Derek Prince has passed on, they're a worldwide ministry. So I just called their, their headquarters and I said, hey, my name is James Alfred. The Lord told me to do a documentary on spiritual warfare. And I would love to interview someone with your company um, for this documentary. And the young lady on the phone was so kind and nice and everything. But she got back with me. She said, the president of Derek Prince Ministries um, is interested in being on your documentary. He didn't know me. He didn't know anything about me. Um, but the Lord told him that he should be on this documentary. And wow. so I was able to uh, secure an you know, interview with him. Uh, was his name was Dick Leggett. And then also Apostle Ivory Hopkins, um, which is a well-known um deliverance minister who's been doing deliverance ministry for 30, 40 years. He's a wealth of knowledge, awesome man of God, very, very humble. Um, and so I was able to interview them as our primary, if not primary ones that I interviewed for the program. But I also had a woman who had come to my church uh, many, many years ago prior to the documentary who had been like a, a big time witch. She had been, you know, had a, a coven of witches and the Holy Spirit had delivered her from her affliction, her oppression. So I had her to come on and just testify to the darkness she was in and how Jesus Christ was able to come into life. So I put all that together with a lot of reenactments, with a lot of stories told, a lot of stories within my life, things I went through, things I dealt with spiritually and 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 the power that God has moved in. Um, and I put it all together to bring a documentary. Um, and it's been a blessing. I tell you what, the power of God has moved in that documentary. And even to the point where I've heard that devils have, when they saw the documentary, devils begin to cry out because mm. they knew, they knew that we were exposing them and, and we're bringing the light, which is Jesus Christ. So where's the, the best uh, place to, to find your films and, and also to support what you're doing? Um, well, you know, most people know about Amazon. So I always right. refer to Amazon because that's where you're going to be able to um, watch the quickest the, uh, the light and darkness one. Um, so they can go to Amazon and just look up the light and the darkness um, movie on Amazon Prime and they can look at it right there. Also have a second edition of that, which is the light and the darkness part two Africa edition, uh, which speaks on uh, witchcraft um, in Africa and how the church contends with witchcraft in Africa. Um, so that would be the quickest if they want to just look at our what we've done so far and the projects that we have coming down the line. Actually, some of them not even listed on there, but uh, it will be kingdomauthorityfilms.com and they will find our previous projects. Uh, one current project we're working on, but we have several others that are coming down the pipeline um, that are going to be really impactful. All the documentaries I will be doing will be focused on spiritual warfare, discernment and the power of God. Like the one we're doing now is uh, called False Prophet and basically ex exposes the danger of false. Not calling out individuals, not call, talking about people walking around today, but just exposing the danger of false prophets and, and the real prophetic gift in the church and how that operates. 
Um, so we're working on that now. We have several others coming down the pipeline that are going to be really impactful for the body of Christ. Yeah. And, and it's uh, it's one of those things that Jesus warned us again, that, that there would be false teachers and prophets that would come up mm-hmm. that would uh, deceive even the elect. Yes. And it, it, it's so damaging because the the true word of God, the true prophetic that comes to the church ends up being discarded because they get lumped together with the ones with the false prophets. Like, And, and uh, so it, it's something that needs the light of Christ shed on it. Absolutely. And I think it's awesome that you can do it in a way that's not calling out people because there are a lot of celebrity prophets and teachers out there that I think are, are not worth following because they're more about the worldly and not a, about the kingdom. So mm-hmm. to do, but we should do so, we should call out the wolves without calling them out and embarrassing them so that we could be prepared right. to, to do that uh, spiritual battle and, and fight that and find that spiritual discernment. Absolutely. Um, it, it's like I said, the world is a mess right now. <laughs> yeah. The world, the world is a mess and the church is under duress. Um, the, the natural church is under extreme duress right now. Um, the universal church, which is the people of God, the body of Christ is secure. Um, but the natural church is under heavy duress and, um, Satan has taken his way, um, and, and used media to literally afflict the body of Christ. I tell people, you know, I've, I've been in church ministry. I started church back in 2010, you know, all while we're in church singing our songs and praising God. Satan is, is 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 sucking away uh, all those souls <laughs> 24 hours a day, seven days a week, you know, and, and we're we're trying to do all of our work, you know, for one hour on Sunday morning. And then those people are going home and being sucked away by Satan also. And right. so, you know, it's such a dangerous time right now spiritually for people. And God is not happy. He's not happy what's going on. Um, in the world right now. And just like you said earlier, you know, um, you know, is when the, when the son of man returns, it's going to be just like the days of Noah and also reference Lot too. And we know what was going on during Lot's time. And of course, you know, what was going on during Noah's time. It was so much sin and evil in the world, evil, evil in, in, you know, sexual morality, evil, and just all manners of evil. Um, and, and so, you know, it's it's a it's a time now that's needed for the light to be brought, for wickedness wickedness to be exposed, and for the light of God to shine. Amen, amen. So I want to encourage everyone to visit uh, the two websites, uh, jamesalford.org and also uh, kingdomauthoritymedia.com. Uh, I'm sorry, kingdomauthorityfilms.com uh, yes. is the website, and uh, I want to encourage everyone to, to visit, check out the films. Uh, uh, the trailers and also look on Amazon Prime for uh, for the film uh, uh, The Light in the Darkness uh, it's available on Amazon Prime so check those out as well. So James I want to transition into what's always my favorite part of each episode is hearing your journey. How did you find uh, a relationship with Jesus Christ? Uh, were you born into a Christian home or is this something that you found on your own? Uh, tell us your testimony. Um, well, I was born into a Christian home, very Christian family. My father was a deacon, um, in the church. My mother attended on Sundays. My grandmother, uh, and grandfather had their own church down in the country. Um, and so I had ministry all around me. My father's church was Baptist and my grandmother and grandfather's church was a Pentecostal. So I had every side, um, and I, and I was blessed to experience all of it. 
Um, but something happened to me when I went off to college um, and I got exposed to things um, that I had never heard before, mm -hmm. things that were contrary to the word of God, things that were against the word of God. And it challenged my faith. So I had a season um, in my first couple of years in college where I really pulled back from God and my faith was just at an absolute low. And, and I realized when I look back during that time, I, I realized that, you know, that was I didn't really believe my, my faith was built upon that just being my reality. You know, that I lived I lived going to church on Sunday mm -hmm. with all Christians. Everybody knows a Christian. We believe in Jesus, you know, but I didn't really have a, a secure and well-founded uh, uh, faith in the word of God and in who I said I was. And so my faith was challenged for a couple of years. Um, but I did come back to Christ in full form when I when I was able to to develop faith for myself and the understanding for myself. I did come back to Christ. Um, and, you know, I've been on fire uh, for him ever since. Um, but, yeah, that, that was kind of my journey, you know, just not being found. And I think a lot of people are walking around like that where they're professing to be Christians, but they don't really have a deep connection they don't really believe the word they don't really they can't really defend the word if somebody says oh this is a contradiction here this is not right this is weird can you explain mm -hmm. that you start start doubting yourself because you're not fully grounded in your faith and so that was something i learned that i need to be assured within myself i need to believe truly believe within myself and not based on my grandma or my parents but basing on my own personal decision to follow christ and when I got to that place was when I truly, truly began to be a Christian, I feel like. Was there any specific moment or any event that kind of catalyzed that turn to where you realized I need to make this my own faith? Or was it more of just like this gradual journey at, you know, as you go from adolescence well, to manhood? Well, it had it had its hot moments. It, you know, it had it had its, its sharp moments and then it had its kind of drifting along. Like I said, I grew up as a child of God, I call myself a Christian, you know, I call myself, you know, committed myself to God and was going to do right several times growing up or whatever. Um, then I had that big drawback, you know, when I got to be, you know, 19, 20 years old and I dealt with that for a couple of years. Then I turned back around and said, oh, well, I believe in Jesus. But then there was like a period of I believe in Jesus. I go to church every now and then, but I'm not really living for Christ. Um, and so I it took all the way till I was 2004. So I was like, what, 30, 31. It was, yeah, I was 31 years old before I came to a place where I said, I'm going to live for Christ. I'm not going to mm. just say I'm a Christian. I'm just not going to say, oh, I believe in Jesus, but I'm going to truly live for Christ. And that was in 2004. <clears throat> and I was uh, 30, 30, 30 years old. Yeah, 30. I was 30 years old and I wholly committed to Christ um, during that time. And from there, I have truly been on fire for God. And that's when I, you know, got the revelation of being, you know, more involved in the things of God, being a minister, you know, all that type of stuff came after that point. So, mm -hmm. you know, when I minister to people and I talk to people and disciple people and stuff like that, I, you know, I speak from a place of I've been there. You know, I've been there, the lukewarm Christian I've been the Christian who just didn't didn't really have a basis, but believe because everybody else has. And I've been the one who started doubting, you know, mm -hmm. but I've also been the one who fully committed and said, I'm not going back. 
this is who I am, a child of God, and I'm going to live just like I profess. And so since 2004, you know, I've been wholly 100% committed to the things of God. So in that journey, when did uh, filmmaking and, and docu- you know, producing the documentaries and kind of getting in, more involved in the media and creative part, when did that uh, step in? When did the Lord uh, move you towards that direction? Well, it, it didn't it didn't happen until after after I fully committed to God. And so mm-hmm. probably around 2000, I got married in 2007. So probably around 2006, right up to the point where I was about to get married, I started, you know, having a, a draw into the media, uh, just being drawn into, you know, uh, learning about it's interesting to learn about cameras, learn about the technical side of things, but also, um, you know, um, trying to produce content with very little knowledge. So I started taking TV production classes and just little things. I didn't go to I didn't go to any professional schools or anything like that, but just taking little classes and learning on my own through trial and error or whatever. Um, but over the years, God has brought me to a professional level um, in the media, just being committed to it, working on it, developing it, working with others, going to the TV stations and stuff like that. But yeah, it wasn't until about two or three years after I had wholly committed. There was some things God done, not, not going to deal with you in until you get to the place you need to be spiritually. Because mm-hmm. if I had if I had rolled into media, you know, before I committed to him, I've probably been out doing horror films or something like that, you know. <laughs> and the money would have been made it difficult for me to leave. Right, know? right. Um, but yeah, God didn't start dealing with me with that until after I had gotten some foundation and and some assurity within myself about who I was before He started dealing with me about the media and the film. Nice. Awesome. Well, uh, again, I encourage everyone to visit uh, kingdomauthorityfilms.com and uh, jamesalford.org to check out the films and other ways uh, uh, to to get involved and support. Uh, What's the the next project that you're working on that that maybe uh, you need financial support or prayer support that uh, people can get behind you? Um, Well, the one I'm working on now is called False Prophet. Um, I've, you know, there's been a lot of resistance, um, in the spirit realm, not naturally, but just in the spirit realm, um, with completing the project, um, anytime you do pr- things that, uh, go against the, the, uh, you know, darkness, um, you're going to experience some type of warfare. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so just pray for strength and faith and a determination to continue to see the project through the end. And then my next project. Uh, which is going to be called um, Coming Out of Sodom, um, which I really need a lot of prayer for um, because I'll probably deal with spiritual warfare, but also natural warfare on that one. But mm. it's going to be a, a documentary about um, interviewing and speaking with people who were once living a, a lifestyle contrary to the word of God, who have now changed and now living a life, a sexual life, according to the word of God. Um, it's called coming out of Sodom. And so that's a documentary coming out to this one. And so a false prophet and also coming out of Sodom are two documentaries, uh, that will be coming out this year. Wow. All right. Very good. So, uh, I, uh, warned you before we came on that we have, uh, uh, uh three final segments. Uh, the first of which is called the interrogation It's seven random questions that otherwise wouldn't have fit in our conversation. Just a, a fun way to get to know you on the way out. But don't worry, most of them are softballs. So here is the interrogation. 
All right. Question number one. Uh, what makes you laugh? What makes me laugh? Um, I don't know. People, you know, a funny joke. A funny joke makes me laugh. <laughs> All right. Question number two. What's your favorite comfort food? My favorite comfort food, probably pizza. Uh, do you like uh, thin crust, deep dish, or, or stuff like Chicago style? Oh, I like deep dish. I like it as thick as possible. Nice. Question number three. With whom do you most identify in scripture? Um, me, per. I mean, I most identify with Christ. Nice. If I understand the question you're asking. <laughs> well, uh, I usually ask that as a way to like, is there somebody in, in scripture that sticks out to you like, that's me. I identify with that person. That 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 that. Uh, that I, would, I would say Paul. I would say more like a Paul, like a Paul. Yeah. Okay. All right. Number four. Uh, what's a talent that you have that very few people have seen? A talent that I have that very few people have seen. I don't know. You stumped me on that one, man. I would say my writing ability. I know I have a blog, um, and I have a couple of books written, but. I haven't had a lot of visibility in that. So people don't, a lot of people probably don't know I'm, I'm an avid writer. Uh, they probably know me more for films. Well, check out uh, jamesalford.org and check out those blogs. And then uh, we'll get that, uh, shed some light on that talent for you. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Question number five, where would you most like to visit in this life? Uh, Israel. Any uh, specific spot in Israel, or just the just the whole Holy Land? I just want to go and experience it. I just want to walk. Land. I'm actually going to be doing this another part. I'm going to do a documentary in Israel on healing. It's called Walking in Water. So uh, I want to go to all the places that Jesus went and uh, where he performed his miracles. That's that's what I want to do. Perfect. All right. Question number six. And uh, this could be one of two ways. You'd either take it as something you'd like to go back and fix, or something you would like to go back and just relive the moment. If you could go back and relive a moment, what is that moment? In my, in my life, my lifetime, right? Mm-hmm. If I can relive a moment, hmm, I think I would go back and talk to my grandmother. Mm-hmm. Um, she, um, one of the last time I met with her, she was but ninety eight years old, and she was had one with so much wisdom and so much faith. And just a powerful woman of God, but you know, it, it was it was a blessing just to just to talk with her. And even in her last moments, she said she was telling me she was in a nursing home. She said that you know she wanted to go home, and she was saying that you know she was in, in a wheelchair. She was in a nursing home. She couldn't go home. She was just in a bad place or whatever. But she looked at me and she said to me, and she and she couldn't walk or anything. And she said to me, you know, God called me to preach. And, mm-hmm. you know, and he said, she said, he didn't ever tell me to stop. And she said, so I'm going to carry on. And that really hit me because I looked at her and she was in a very elderly state, a very fragile state. But mm-hmm. she still was carrying the banner of Christ. She still was carrying purpose and the determination to be who Christ had called her to be. And so that's a moment that I'll always remember. And I always would, if I could, I know I can't, but if I could, I would want to relive that moment. Hmm. 
That's powerful too. I, I think the human tendency is to kind of uh, in, in, ter- in a football term, kind of kneel out the clock once you get to a certain point. Yes. It's like, okay, I've done, I, I've got the victory. I'm just going to kneel it out till the right, Lord calls right, me. Right. But uh, it takes a special character to want to finish the race and finish it well, no matter where you are or yeah. where you think you are. So that's yeah. a good word. That's uh, you know, your grandma's a special lady. Yeah. All right. So our final question of the interrogation, what is something you hope to accomplish in 2023? Um, I want to impact more souls for Christ. Um, I, I look at my success. My success is not tied to money. Of course, we all want to make have more resources to do more for Christ or this and that or whatever. But at the end of the day, I want to be impactful for Christ and give him the glory. So I, I want I want to to impact more souls and transform more lives and bring people back from the edge of darkness into his marvelous light. I, that's that's what I want to accomplish for 2023. And I hope I pray to be able to accomplish that uh, through some of these films. Awesome. All right. So you survived the interrogation. Uh, and in honor of February and Black History Month, I wanted to to ask you, we, we know all the big names, you know, Martin Luther King Jr., Malcolm X, uh, and, and all these names, Rosa Parks, that we always study the, the big names. But I always want to ask, who is somebody that we should study beyond February and, and know uh, whether they're uh, somebody that's a leader in the, in the church or there's somebody that, that was a leader in the civil rights movement or beyond? Who is somebody that we should study beyond February? Um, hmm. um, that's a, that's that, that one has stumped me um, outside of who you've already named. Mm-hmm. Um, that one, I'm not quite sure who we should study and just kind of, uh, go off of what they've gone. I mean, I don't really know. There's, there's so many people that have done good things, but the ones you named were the ones who, who were more, most profound. Um, and, but, you know, I mean, if I had to pick this from anyone, I would say Harriet Tubman. Uh, I don't know if you saw the uh, Harriet Tubman movie, but she was yeah. a, she was a very very strong woman of faith, and um, I think that's someone just her determination um, to to you know get people out of captivity, but also being a woman of faith. I think that's someone we should definitely um, um, study deeper. Um, you know that's so that that's what I would say. Um, yeah. You know. That's a good, that's a good one. And I, I love the movie and as my wife and I watch it, I, I said, she's a, I mean, I know it happened a long time ago, but she's a modern day Moses. Yes, absolutely. And, absolutely. and she's definitely somebody that should be remembered because, you know, as a black woman, she was like doubly marginalized in that era yeah. of society. But now to be remembered, that just shows the strength of character and also the, the anointing that God had on her life for her to make that impact and to be remembered despite right. being doubly marginalized. Absolutely. You know, at the end of the day, man, um, the way I look at stuff, I don't, I don't look, I know it's a black history month and I am a black man. Um, and, you know, so I do appreciate the month of giving honor and recognizing, recognizing the struggles that black people have gone through. Um, but honestly, you know, when I came into Christianity, I started looking at people from a kingdom perspective, a, a Christian perspective versus the color of their skin. Um, and so, 
you know, the and that's why it was a little bit more difficult for me to give you an answer on who we should mm-hmm. focus on black, because I just focus on all of those who have, you know, gone out for the things of God and have been strong and mighty and stayed the course and and did great and mighty things for God. And so that's that's why it was a little hard for me to say black, because I don't look at them as black or white. Mm-hmm. I just look at them as mighty people of God. Um, and that that's who I celebrate and who we should follow um, month in and month out. Awesome. Yeah. I appreciate that. Uh, a good word. So uh, the final question uh, and ask every guest on the way out uh, for anyone that's looking to step up and use their gifts, talents and passions for God's glory. Uh, what's your uh, wise counsel for them? Um, I, w- I would say, you know, allow the Holy Spirit to, to, to give you wisdom. Um, you know, don't don't lose confidence in what God has told you. Keep pressing forward. Keep believing. You know, this things that God told me many years ago. It took ten years for them to come to pass. And so, you know, if, if God is if God has something for you, the Bible says, "Faithful is He who calleth you, who will also do it." And so, God is just not calling you into something. He's preparing the way. Okay. He and, and of course we have to be you know in agreement with it. Um, but you know, if God has given you a gift, he's given you a calling, perform it to the best you're able to, and God will carry you the rest of the way. And so that would be my wise counsel. Don't give up. Continue to press forward. You know, God calls you to do it, but he never is going to tell you to stop. And that's what I have to say. <laughs> it's kind of like the uh, the revised version of uh, the Footprints in the Sand poem where it says, you know, there are two sets of tracks and then there's one set. Or, and that's the, the time where Jesus is carrying him. And then there's the, the third set where there's just a rut in the sand. And what's that right. rut? That's where Jesus had to drag you kicking and screaming to your destination. Absolutely. Absolutely. But stay with Christ. Stay the course. Yeah. Stay with Christ and stay on purpose. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, James, you made it through. Uh, pretty painless, I hope. I, I really appreciate what you're doing for the kingdom uh, right. through uh, the films. And again, uh, I want to remind everyone, uh, you can find them in the show notes, but uh, go to kingdomauthorityfilms.com, jamesalford.org. Connect, follow, and uh, subscribe also to, to their Vimeo channel. And make sure you keep up to date on all the different videos and movies that they have coming down the pike. So, uh, James, I thank you. Uh, uh, hang on for a moment after we uh, wrap up. And uh, for everyone watching, we'll see you next week, next Monday night, live on Facebook and on uh, YouTube. And we'll talk to you then.